the smart thing and more interesting thing to do with the shows. Let's go straight to business. Like let's let's conquer the world together. I'm Daryl. I'm Sean. I'm Bucky Barnes. And you're listening to the Hi. One Below None. Zip it, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the One Below None, the Spear Hero Shows podcast dedicated to covering the MCU. Now, you know the three of us, but today we got Chef Tati joining the show. Let's give Chef Tati a warm round of applause. Yeah. What up, girl? About time you hopping back on the pot. And I just got to put this out there to our listeners. We have a (laughs) show. Yes, I love She-Hulk. I love She-Hulk. And there's a lot of stories to go behind that name. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not on live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, yes. In the show notes, I'll have all of Chef Tati's contact information so you can follow her on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can watch her videos and follow, subscribe, like them, share with your friends. On top of liking, following, and subscribing to Chef Tati, like, follow, and subscribe to the Superior Hero Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Sean, what are we covering today? F and Dubs, episode one, New World Order, directed Kerry Scoglin, written by Malcolm Spellman. But before we get into that, like always, we got our headlines. And uh, before Disney CEO Bob Shepkak said that Black Widow was going to be a last minute theater decision, that he made his decision uh, before the last minute and pushed it back to July 9th, coming out on Disney Plus and in theaters. And Shang-Chi is being pushed back to September 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick, quick question do you think that being pushed back has any deal with the anti-asian issues we got going on in america right now oh okay um elaborate oh we have these random attacks on asian americans going on in america right now if anyone don't know so you think they'll you think they are pushing this movie back to hopefully wait till this issue cool down damn all right i wasn't expecting to go so deep so early um <laughs> Yeah, I, that, that, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. Um, but wait, what do you mean in relation to Shang-Chi? Or, yeah. oh, or was Shang-Chi getting pushed back? Not- yeah, Shang-Chi being pushed back. Okay, okay. Because I was like, with Widow, I'm like, how does that relate? That's Russian. No, Shang-Chi um, being pushed back. But, but with... Okay, with, with uh, Shang-Chi getting pushed back. Okay. Um, wow, I never thought about that. I really never thought about that. And that that's... Um, Interesting. Um, I don't know. Wow. But you know what? I think it's crazier because we got to take it from the angle. Why did Widows start this ripple effect? For some reason, they, they were scared to release her in May. And, and now Shang-Chi is being moved back too. Scared to release her in May as far as what? Theaters? COVID. Well, well, yeah, COVID definitely is the reason why it got pushed back again. But I'm, I'm thinking they, their fingers crossed that theaters were, will be better off in July. Um, but I, thought I, that- I mean, it make me no difference. <laughs> like, I get to see this shit at home, so <laughs> that's what's up. I thought they were gonna wait for um, see what Godzilla see- and um, Mortal Kombat do. 
Yeah, we thought. <laughs> we thought. I mean, well, they, they but, saw what the Snyder Cut did. Let's be honest. The Snyder Cut is a game changer. And they were like, we didn't put nothing out this good yet. Widow is the closest thing they got that's ready. Snyder Cut was real fucking good. Real fucking good. But that's a DC program. We'll talk about that on a very special episode. But yeah, I, I don't have nothing else to say about Widow. I haven't had shit to say about Widow since since uh, the first episode we covered. I don't give a fuck when this shit comes out as long as I can watch it at home. <laughs> That's why I chuckled because I'm guessing you're paying that $30. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. So, showrunner Malcolm Spellman says that oh, and Dubs sets up three other MCU projects. And this was confirmed by Kevin Feige. Do we have any speculation what this could set up? It could set up Thunderbolts. I think so, too. Hawkeye. How? Because they said Elena Belova. They said she's going to be in the new Hawkeye series. Okay. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to guess Armor Wars since Rhodey. All the things that are getting set up is people Taskmaster is going to go kill because. Oh, here we go. And the craziest thing about him coming coming out of this movie and. We're going to get them set up in F and dubs is what I'm saying is uh, we're going to get a widow touch. We're going to get a um, damn. What were the three that we said were connected earlier in the first season of our pod? Um, F and dubs, Black Widow and Shang-Chi, I thought we said was the third, maybe the third tie in possibly. So I'm already going on record and saying Taskmaster, the best thing coming to Marvel is going to be the best thing coming out of that. So I don't, I don't really care about nothing else. Kevin Feige, president of Marvel Studios, basically said Chris Evans is never coming back as Captain America. How do we feel about that? Heartbroken. They don't want to pay my man. Heartbroken. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I'm all right with seeing another one. Not me. No. No. You're not, you're not okay with the idea? No. I like the idea. I don't know. I think it's a horrible idea. I'm open to it. I love him, though. Don't get it twisted. I do. But I wouldn't mind to see somebody new. Somebody else. I'm wondering who. I'm good with Evans being gone. I'm good. I'm good with Evans being gone. I'm glad Robert Downey Jr. is gone. Um... Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. He played Captain America for how long? Almost 10 years. Yeah, get that guy out of here. I, I don't I don't need to see him in the MCU ever again. I'd be okay with that. Not even oh, old man cap. Uh you don't want to see old man cap? Nah, not really. Not really. Damn. Damn, he got some, his dance with Peggy. That's some foul shit. Like I want to see old man cap. See my man leading the team. Tell him what to do. Wouldn't that have to be like right now though? Like if you if the, you know you wanted to see old man, old cat, like yeah. that would have to be now because that's the only way it would make sense if they he, if they would you know he, he can be another captain. He can be leading um sword. He he can be with sword. Oh goodness, that's, I they, don't know. I don't know are, how I feel about that. <laughs> Like they already I dropping. think it was enough seeing him old like, giving the shit. They are dropping conspiracy theories in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that he's on the moon. I, mean, I think that I think it was enough seeing him old, Sean. 
when he no, used the, the shield. Can't see, old, can't see old man cat. <laughs> Oh, All right, no. I just want to say real quick. He's going to bring his back to <laughs> Old man Cap is going to be on the show, and he's throwing us for one of those false Feige's. Yeah, okay. we'll get him. Last bit of news before we jump into episode one of and Dubs. Owen Wilson, they uh, let us know who he's playing. Mobius and Mobius. He's going to be in the Loki series. Owen Wilson, that's the guy from um, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, Marley and Cro- me. Crooked nose. You said Marley, Marley and me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. He got the crooked nose. Yes, I love him. What was that other movie he was in? Like a jigsaw. Uh, was it Thirteen Ghosts or no, no, not Thirteen? What am I? It was like a scary movie. Um, he's in a scary movie. His head. His he went like. Oh goodness! His head got eaten. Oh my god. What is it called? It's going to drive me crazy now. Put it in the comment section if you're listening. What she's thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> he, he went like inside. I didn't know what it was even called. It was like, oh my God, the house. The house had like, was like killing everyone in it. Um, I think and, I was about House of Haunted Hill. No, it's not. Is it House of Hill? The main character was that. Damn, what is it? The Haunting. It was a good movie. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to remember. Nah, I don't like scary movies. It's not my genre. Oh, my God. Well, I loved scary movies growing up. So, yeah, when I was younger. It was so funny. Like, I would be the first one under the covers, like a whole punk, but I love <laughs> watching scary movies. <laughs> yeah, this was a good one. I don't, think, yeah, I don't think this news matters because that guy is just the small piece of what we're supposed to be getting, so. Well, this is what we know about Mobius and Mobius from the comics, all right? We know that he tried to prosecute the Fantastic Four for illegal use of time, and he tried to seek employment for the Kang Dynasty in Chronopolis. So we know some things about him where, and we know some of these things are definitely coming in the MCU. So this could just be the start of where we see Owen Wilson's character. So, I mean, I think that's worth noting that, that he is somebody who has ties. So we'll see what, we'll see what goes on with this guy. All right. Um, we ready to jump in uh, F and Dubs episode one? Yes, sir. Let's get it. Word. Okay, so episode one breakdown. Um, let's start off with the ratings. One to ten. What we think? What we think? Well, on a one to ten, I thought it was like about an eight. I thought it was really good. I would definitely continue watching the show. Definitely interested in seeing what else is going to happen. It's interesting. I like it. I'm gonna give it a hard eight. Like the tone of the show, I love the tone. I love how the show was written. I love the design, the colors. It looked like Captain America Winter Soldier, and I'm a huge Captain America fan. So the movie gave me what I wanted to see. So quoting the words of the great Daryl Dowdy. He says, there's no such thing as a seven and that I had to make a decision. But seeing where you guys just went 
I'm going to be the other guy. I'm, I'm going to give it a six. Room to grow. They gave us the cool opening, and then they slowed it down to a slow creep. And I, I made a joke about this earlier, and I'm going to explain that joke. You give Falcon a, a, a shrimp boat. <laughs> you put the captain's hat on him. He, he is the owner of Bubblegum Shrimp, and it will never leave my mind now. He's struggling. He's trying to be a shrimp boat captain. He doesn't want to be a, a soldier anymore or a warrior. <laughs> he don't got money. It's like, listen, you're going to humanize him, but this is crazy. Like, without your bank, superheroes are just regular. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was uh, you gave me credit for that quote, that for the, the sevens don't exist. That's actually Kevin Samuels. And so it's kind of- by Sean uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. It, don't look up Kevin Samuels. <laughs> don't do it. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't do it. So, so, I, I... so though, you're saying it was average at best? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I, I give the episode an eight. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the first time I watched it, I was like a little iffy on it because outside of that crazy opening. It's real self-contained and it was it was all right. But then when I watched it uh, a second time through a different set of eyes, it's it's uh, I picked up on a lot of things throughout the episode that really, really um, I'm interested to see where this shit goes going forward. Seriously, it's uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Let's let's uh, start talking about certain things of the episode. Um, We know what happened six months after Endgame. So we got a timeline on this shit. And it starts off with audio from Endgame with Cap handing Sam the shield, the whole how's it feel? And he says, like someone else's, and he says it isn't. And I think that's what the basically the whole show is pretty much going to be about is Sam trying to figure out whether or not he's worthy of holding the shield. You know, I think that's going to be the main thing going on with this. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Um, like the main themes of the show seem to be like legacy and identity between both characters it seems like Bucky's trying to escape the legacy of the Winter Soldier and Sam is running away from the legacy of Captain America like he he doesn't want to embrace that and he's trying to hold on to a a struggling legacy that's his his family's uh house and and boat and shit so there's a lot of interesting things going on in the series um what do y'all think about Sam and Bucky's journeys in this episode Find where we find Sam in particular. Well, I definitely think that uh, Falcon is worthy of the shield. He's definitely tripping, underestimating himself, definitely. I don't know who that other guy is, but um, he definitely isn't a good, uh, like, he, it definitely has to be Falcon with the shield, definitely. He has to wake up and realize that he is good enough for the shield. All right, so when we pick up with Sam, Sam is, like we were saying earlier, torn with trying to save his family, but at the same time, had got this moral, moral, more inner moral conflict of trying to live up to the, the man who Captain America is. And him being Captain America is one of Captain America's best friends, he just doesn't see it in himself. So I was drawn more to the Bucky side of the things. They they slowed him down, but they gave us a kill mission. He went on a kill mission and uh, killed a couple people, which is cool. 
And then they gave us the slowed down version of him trying to make amends, which we thought he was going to kill the lady in the car, but he just apologizes to her. So the Bucky part drew, I was drawn to him. And then they slowed it down super slow to him being on a date and he couldn't even get through the date. So, I mean, a call to arms is, is basically where they're going with him. Whereas Falcon feels like he's doing something that's noble, but at the end of the day, he's someone's puppet and he might have to figure out a way to, you know, break that. So, um, you know, looking forward to that part. From this first episode, I definitely get a lot of that between the two characters, but like, like the second time I watched it and I had to look at it through, through the eyes of me being a, a black American male and the contrast between Sam and Bucky throughout the episode is kind of crazy because Sam is struggling, but Bucky can afford a crib in Brooklyn that Cap couldn't afford in what was that age of Ultron. So yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy how, how they're they're sam is a, is a war hero he's he's an american hero and bucky was an enemy of the state and he's living better than sam is and and then you see throughout the episode they experience very similar things throughout the entire thing you see sam out to eat with torres in the beginning who we'll talk about in a little bit and sam can't pay the bill but you see bucky out to eat with yuri and he offers to pay the bill you know, it's it's a it's a lot of similarities between the two and and the 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 differences. It's it's real crazy, and I was wondering if Marvel was going to touch on this kind of stuff because in the in this Captain America Sam Wilson book, there is a whole thing where people were like, "Not my Captain America," because Sam is black. So it's kind of crazy that that they're subtly touching on these things. I didn't see that, but now it's like, now I'm going to have to watch it again and catch those little subtle nuances. But I'm happy you pointed them out. I'll touch on the fact that Rhodey is in the in the movie or in the show and he's doing pretty well and he's black. <laughs> um, they give us a, a nice shot of... Shut the fuck up. They give us a nice shot of Falcon giving a nice speech in front of a bunch of people in a nice suit. I don't know what world they're trying to fulfill here, but this idea that he can't get along, like, I don't know. I don't know. You you want to split the races. I just think it's funny that, how do you know he, he had a place in Brooklyn, uh, Winter Soldier? I didn't catch that. Well, Bucky's from Brooklyn, and it says Brooklyn in one of the title joints. Um, but, okay, like, Rhodey is still in the Air Force. He's still, you know, up there. He he was, he's a lieutenant colonel. He's definitely up there. Sam never got that high. I think Sam Sam got hurt in discharge or something happened where, what, what happens in, he explains it in Winter Soldier. Okay. Even though Bucky was an enemy of the state, but was he also a war hero too? It wasn't his, fa- it wasn't his fault he got captured and brainwashed. Okay, was, whether it was his fault or not, he still did this shit. I think we're missing the point. I think they both have separate deals with the Accords. It, it has to be where he's active and he's retired. Because it's like, why wouldn't they be drilling Bucky for information if he's if he's now clear-minded from Hydra? Like, like Falcon went back into the sauce. Like, I don't know if he knew, knew how to negotiate his own contract, because if I'm that nigga, I'm not paying taxes. I'm not, 
<laughs> say, oh, yeah, I'm an Avenger now. I'm signing. I'm not doing nothing. You government want you going to give me money. I can't not see the racial component, especially in the bank. When when the first thing out of the guy's mouth is, did you play football at LSU or something like the first thing mm. he goes to is, yo, you look like a familiar black guy. You must have played sports. Like, come on. Like, this shit is all over. And then after, oh, yeah, you're, you're cool. You're the Falcon. You're great entertainment. But I can't really help you because of the rules, you know. But can you still take this selfie with me? Like, come on now. This shit is ridiculous. Like, it's it's subtle. But I'm def- I definitely think that they're they're trying to lean into it a little bit. I'm mean, even with the conversation with Rhodey. No, look, I understand that. But the thing I got from that that's bigger than that, I would say, is the fact that they changed the rules after the people from the book came back. Remember one of our crazy theories during WandaVision? Was that, hey, shut your ass up. One of our crazy theories from WandaVision was that people came back different. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe they're leaning on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's one part of it. If you want to be stick it strictly to to this universe and the comic book part of it. Definitely, definitely. But I, I, they sneak real shit into this stuff. And like Sam getting turned out for that loan, that wasn't put in there for no reason. But yeah, definitely. Like half a billion people, what, what, what was it? 3.5 billion people got erased. So yeah, uh-huh. five years, people adjust, people get used to it. People get remarried. Yeah, shit happens. Things change. So yeah. when people come back, yeah, it changes things. Imagine being in bed with your wife. She gets snaps. You end up getting remarried. You're in bed with your new wife. New snap happens. Your new your old wife pops back up. Why are you in bed with your new wife? That'll be fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So episode opens up with that crazy opening. So Sam, for the last six months, has been doing missions for the Air Force. That's what we find out. Yeah, he had all types of government contracts. So was he a private consultant now? I don't know. I don't know. That's that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. So is that all the courts were? You just become mercenaries for the government? Right. I don't see the difference between what Sam's doing and what Thunderbolt's, uh, th- the Thunderbolt Ross team would do. You know, he's basically just the hired help right now. Well, that's all we know the courts were, just to get the government to get the superheroes under their thumb. But it's crazy. Even with all the government contracts, you still can't get a loan. Yeah, word up. I, government ain't shit. <laughs> He's like, I got government contracts, but he don't got the money yet. That's like mercenary shit. But you think he he just had a successful mission? They would pay him. That's what I'm telling. I'm telling you, he he don't know how to negotiate. He probably went to the table and was like, "All right, whatever you guys want." I got wings. <laughs> I got wings. <laughs> So throughout the episode, we're introduced to four new characters. First one we meet is Lieutenant Joaquin Torres. It seems like they're setting him up to be a big character going forward, similar to Monica in WandaVision. Doesn't he become a Falcon? Yeah, he actually becomes Falcon to Sam's Captain America. In the comics, he actually gets experimented on. And he gets he gets combined with Red Wing, actually. And he actually becomes like a hybrid of human and falcon. But that'd be cool. So if, they, if, they, if they're taking that route to plant that seed early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they want to actually go that route, they should really just make Joaquin Torres a mutant. Or they can make him inhuman. Or an inhuman. Damn, we are getting Captain uh, Miss Marvel. 
taking on the next mantle of Falcon is fun, but the show isn't called Captain America and Winter Soldier. It's called Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I don't think he's, I don't think they're going to be passing it down. Well, you know what they like to do. Like this guy, he'll be in the cartoons. They'll build him up slowly. I don't think we'll see him become anything in this universe. The fact that we get Bucky history lessons is great because we can be put into any any spot in his history now. So we can literally flesh him out through the like these therapy sessions give us history lessons. And um, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the fact that he killed the, the old man's son. But uh, when we were watching the episode, Daryl had a theory or one of us had a theory about how they knew each other from back in the day because you know, Bucky's an old fucking man. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> and then, um, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. They lost me with the loan shit. Like the crazy thing about that is yes, they do poke on certain things and can I get a photo? Oh, you don't have work history, but the idea wasn't, was the discrimination wasn't against minorities. Like the sister was trying to chuckle at. I think the the underlying thing that they were giving us was, they were discriminating against people who got brought back after the blip. Like this idea that we moved on without you, you guys are weird. Like to me, that's scary. And then the idea that WandaVision, that WandaVision created another level of weirdos. Like the, the Sokovia Accords is a reflection of how S.W.O.R.D. carried out their missions in WandaVision. Like they were mad, uh, you know, they were killing without prejudice. Like they're like, fuck it. We got to kill this threat because we've seen what threats can do when they escalate. So this idea that, yeah, I feel the racial charge. Right. But I think we're getting thrown for a loop guys. I think again, the the misdirect is real. Um, This idea that they're going to lean on race hard, which obviously is going to be there, but I think they're going to lean on this idea that like the government in the world really hates enhanced. They hate anybody different. And that's going to carry on to the three projects we were talking about earlier. I think it's interesting how they added in it, you know, just being pretty realistic. I like how they're including that in it because racism, unfortunately, is a part of life. <laughs> but, you know, it shouldn't be a part of life anymore. But Especially if, I guess it showed a glimmer of racism in the military. Yeah, because even in the opening, like Sam gives that whole speech, hands the shield over, thinking that it's going to the Smithsonian. And then by the end of the episode, it's in the hands of our new Captain America, John Walker, who in the comics is becomes U.S. Asian. He actually starts off as like super soldier or something like that. And then he actually does become Captain America. And he became U.S. agent like 1991. I thought he was U.S. agent like way before that. But what do we think about uh, U.S. Oh, Captain America, the new Captain America? It was like a weirdo. The government basically uh, propped up. Do you think the government wanted Sam to be Captain America? No, it don't seem like they asked. Like they even tried to keep her asking or keep him. Hold on, I think we're misreading that too because. The government knows that he defeated an alien threat. Like the guy in the bank even said it, yo, he's a hero. <laughs> like everybody's aware. And this is a conversation we had off camera before. It's like, how many people in the world are aware of Thanos? I think everybody. <laughs> Everyone's aware that in up, upstate New York, there was a, a war for the world, basically, and that Sam was involved. 
we're just in that weird gray area where there's no transition from being brought back, like they showed Monica being brought back in WandaVision, to six months later where Sam is, where he's getting his feet wet, you know, he's out, he's outside, he's doing missions, but he can't get the shrimp boat going, you know, he bubblegum shrimp, man, it's it's, it's not it's not floating, but it's all right. He's gonna he's gonna get the jack dog going, and, and you know he'll, he'll make his money. Boom, he's gonna be a, a a great shrimper. I don't know. I get the vibe that that Sam probably doesn't feel like he can be Captain America because America don't really represent him. You know what I mean? Because when he's in Tunisia, you know, people coming over to him, yo, thank you for bringing my wife back. You know, he's he's revered over there. And this guy in the bank didn't even like recognize him. He was like, I know you famous, but how do I know football? You know, like, come on. It's, it's, and then the whole, and, and this is what I want to talk about the flag smashers because their whole message, the whole uh, a world without borders, it's, it's a stark contrast to what Captain America was being propped up as at the end of this episode where they were like, America needs a hero, you know, very America first. And the Flag Smashers are pretty much opposed to that. So it's like, who is the villain in this show? Um, you see the Flag Smashers riding the Swiss bank, so they're doing bad shit. The government is the government in the Marvel Universe, in the real universe. So, you know, they're doing bad shit. So that's an interesting battle on two fronts that, that Sam's going to have to deal with. I think that's very interesting. Um, and the Flag Smashers in the comics, they're not an organization. It's really just one person. And I think it's like Carl Morgenthau or something like that. And in the show, the the redhead girl that kicks Bucky's ass, as Sam says, her name is Carrie Morgenthau. So she is the uh, adaptation of that character in the series. You think she's going to survive the series and place him to you? Think she'll be like with the Thunderbolts or anything like that? I don't know. I, I would I would I would want to say no because I would think that John Walker is the one that's gonna make it out of this. Oh. Uh I can't see both of them coming out. Somebody's gotta go. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I can't see the the story of the flag smashers extending past this. We were talking about who these people could be, and you just said them. How enhanced are they? Um there's a couple scenes in that in that fight in the town. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of scenes in that fight in the town square where what we think is kill shots the guy doesn't die you know the the new spanish latino falcon gets a couple kicks to the grill and he's fine but um how enhanced are they how are they enhanced right well look i'm, I'm saying that to say this this idea that before the show started we were talking about how this is going to be an arms race for enhanced personnel so is Falcon going to take the serum? It has U.S. agent already taken the serum? Uh, you know, are they going to try to capture Bucky and study his blood to test his serum? Like, how crazy is this shit about to get? Because so far, they're showing, they're showing us the potential of getting crazy. But, we, you know, they gave us a great opening, a great Bucky flashback. But this shit could really get crazy if they really chase a couple of these threads they opened. We got anything else to say about take that? Uh... Episode one of F and Dubs. Uh, U.S. agent being revealed in episode one. We might actually get to know him. I think the trailer has him at a distance, but we might actually get to know the guy. And he'll probably kind of be like a, like the sword guy 
the leader of Sword and WandaVision. I think we'll, we'll get to know him a little. Okay, okay. Yeah, I guess we are gonna get to know him more, right? How you think we're gonna get our team up? That was gonna be the call. To, how you think the call to arms team up is gonna be? Because right now they're 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 living two separate lives. The amends list, right? He he's not taking fa- he's not taking uh Sam's cause. Even the therapist knows Sam by Sam. He's gonna have to take one of those calls, man. He's gonna have to either cross him off the amends list or take one of those calls. But do he got Sam on his amends list? Apparently, there's a good shot of the list, but I haven't seen it. No, but Zemo's on it. <laughs> Are you gonna forgive Zemo? Yeah, he's on the list. We'll see what happens. I mean, maybe that's how Zemo gets pulled into this whole thing. Who else you seen on there? That's that's the that's the only one that I. Uh, am aware of oh. yeah I mean I don't know I have to watch it again and actually I got so caught up into the whole uh, the contrast between Sam and Bucky I didn't even really look at the amends list super hard but um, uh, I don't know I don't know I don't I don't I don't know what to expect in the next episode honestly I have no idea the way this one ended we we see the new cat uh, but yeah, I agree with Buck. We're gonna get to know John Walker. You think he was an asshole before they made him captain, or it's gonna be after he becomes captain, becomes an asshole? Well, I have a theory that uh, we're gonna see who's pulling the strings. So maybe, we might, maybe we might even get a, a a shot of Ross pretty early in this, kind of pulling the strings and telling them you got to be better than the real captain. You got to do this. Take the shield. This is the real shield. You know, gassing them really, and that could be our drive to conflict. You know. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, all right, closing questions. Do you think we'll see Agent Thirteen in this episode? In the next one? No. Yeah, nah, I don't think so. It's too I early. Think we'll see. I think we'll see her in like episode three. No, I don't think so. I think we'll see episode three. I think even further down, just because she's Cap's contact, not theirs. You know. I think if she's on the run and they both went straight, it'll be down the line when they're going through shit. When they're in Madripoor, when they're trying to make it back to the States, something where she's going to be a contact and be able to look them out. But right now, they're both law-abiding citizens, you know? All right, cool. And one more question. Do you think we'll see Zemo in the next episode? Yeah. I'm going to say no again. I think we will. They're not there yet. They... They're giving us shrimp boats and therapists. Yeah, sure. They got to make it to Zemo. Zemo at the top. They're not there yet. So probably like later on. Three. Episode three, they'll give us Zemo. All right. I mean, there's only six episodes. So they're, they're going to have to throw them in there sooner sooner than later. I'm going so let me ask, two, Sharon three. Let me ask you this. Uh, first act, Bartrock the Leaper. Is that a, is that a, a worthy adversary? They're, they're warming us up. They're warming us up. We, nah, we got to make it to, to Zemo. That's all. That's all parallels to Winter Soldier. The, the right. Whole... But look, the big reveal at the end of episode one was U.S. agent. Yeah. So I can see them branching off into that story into episode two. So that at the end of episode two, it'll lead us into, um, you know, other other people coming in. Just based on what I've I've heard from the showrunners, unlike WandaVision, 
this is definitely a six hour movie that they look for parts to basically where can we cut it off so this this is definitely going to play more like uh Zack Snyder's Justice League as opposed to WandaVision which was very attempted to be episodic so I'm looking forward to uh binging this when it's all over or i mean i'm sure somebody's going to edit it all together to make it one long movie i I, i'm definitely looking forward to somebody on reddit doing that but um that's all we got on f and dubs new world order and don't forget to join the conversation in the comment section and subscribe to the pod i'm daryl i'm sean i'm the winner soto i'm chef tati and this was the one below none. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs>